0: We are reading in the scriptures of the New Testament, the second half of our bibles. Reading from the Gospel of John, John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And we read, we begin our reading at verse 12. Jesus in the Gospel of John makes a series of I am statements and the very phrase I am is the name that God used for himself in the Old Testament when he revealed himself to Moses. Moses said, Who will I say that spoke to me and called me? And God said, Tell them I am. And so Jesus By the very use of this phrase is claiming to be God and then as God uh, to be bringing uh, light and life uh, to uh, a world that is in darkness and in spiritual deadness. And so verse 12 of John chapter 8 page 1073 when Jesus spoke again to the people he said I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, My testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are right because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law it is written that the testimony of two men is valid. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they asked him, Where is your Father? You do not know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple area, near the place where the offerings were put. Yet no one seized him, because his time had not yet come. Once more Jesus said to them, I am going away, and you will look for me, and you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. This made the Jews ask, will he kill himself? Is that why he says, where I go, you cannot come? But he continued, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins if you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be. You will indeed die in your sins. Who are you? they asked. Just what I have been claiming all along, Jesus replied. I have much to say in judgment to you. But he who sent me is reliable, and what I have heard from him I tell the world. They did not understand that he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am the one I claim to be, and that I do nothing on my own but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Even as he spoke, many put their faith in him. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, You are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know you are Abraham's children, yet you are ready to kill me, because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence and you do what you have heard from your Father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you The truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and now I'm here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Amen. Let's turn now to James chapter 4, where we uh, tonight come to look together at verse uh, 7. James chapter 4 and verse 7, and please keep your finger there in that passage for a moment as I introduce our message for this evening. For the benefit of those who are visiting with us for the first time tonight, let me explain what happens in our weekly evening service. On the first evening of the month, we are seeking to get to grips with prayer as we look together at the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. On the second evening of the month, uh, that is our guest service, and it's based on the calendar text for that particular month. And then the third evening of the month, we are seeking to get to grips with the Bible in a series of sermons that looks at the Bible in terms of its major eras or periods. And then the fourth evening of the month, we have a visiting speaker, and at present it's one of the eight students training at our church college in Belfast to be ministers. Now tonight is the second Uh, evening in the month and so we are considering the text for the month of January James chapter 4 verse 7 if you haven't picked up a copy of the calendar that we've been giving out in the community uh, there are some in the box uh, by the door or on the top of the large chest Uh, please do take for yourself and if you have friends neighbours that you feel you would like to give a calendar to uh, with a view to inviting them even to a service in the future, then please do that. And usually on the second evening of the month, uh, I will be preaching on the text for that month. The text for January is James chapter 4, verse 7, page 1215. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's the whole verse. It's the second half of the verse that appears in the calendar resist the devil and he will flee from you do you believe there is a devil if you do believe there is a devil what do you know about the devil where has he come from what does he do what is his purpose is he a friend or a foe of mankind? And how are you and I to respond to him? Those are some of the questions we will touch on this evening as we reflect on this verse of Scripture. We want to note this evening two main points as we consider our text. The two main points are listed on the rear side of the order of service. First of all, we want to think about the devil, who he is. The devil, who he is. Well, he is an angel. An angel created by God with other angels, and he rebelled against God and led other angels in rebellion against God. This rebellion took place in heaven. When precisely it took place, we do not know. Genesis chapter 1 records the creation of all things, including the angels, though they are not mentioned by name. At the end of six days of creation, God reviews all that he has made and moses tells us genesis 1 verse 31 and behold it was very good everything was perfect not a thing out of place and so the rebellion of the devil and the other angels with him had to happen after creation week it's also happened at some point before Genesis 3, before the sin of Adam and Eve. We can say that because the devil appears to Eve in Genesis 3 in the Garden of Eden in the form of a serpent. He converses with Eve. The devil sows doubt in her mind as to the goodness of God. He causes Eve to question God's word. The devil ultimately persuades her to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, of which God had said, you must not eat from it. And so the devil, having rebelled with other angels against God at a point of which we cannot be sure, and having failed to win in that rebellion, he switched his attention to the earth, to the man and the woman, made in God's image, made for God's glory, made to rule God's world. And that enables us to see that the focus of the devil's attention today is still on men and women, on boys and girls. And in Eden, as we've just noted, he was successful in inciting rebellion within humanity against God. The devil today approaches us as he did Eve, pretending to be our friend. But he is the most deadly enemy to our souls. And his purpose is to keep men and women and boys and girls from God. There's a number of things we need to note about the devil in his character and conduct. He is a liar. He is a liar. He lied to Eve and to Adam in the garden. And we read in John how Jesus spoke of the devil as being a liar from the beginning. That's the currency in which he trades. Lies. And so with you and me. One time he will tell us we are not bad people after all and we don't need God. And if you're not a Christian he'll go on to say and you don't need to be saved. But then at another time he will come to us and he'll tell us we are too bad for God to want to have anything to do with us. Or to be willing to save us in Christ. Do you see how he speaks according to the situation? He makes promises that he cannot keep. Isn't that what Genesis 3 is about? You will be like God. And of course, Adam and Eve lost so much in listening to him. He says, serve me and I will make you happy. Were Adam and Eve happy after they began to serve him? No, they became miserable. He says, worship me and I will give you the whole earth. And is he able to give us all we want? No, he isn't. He's a liar. He is also a thief. A thief. He steals And one of the most fundamental ways in which he steals, and we need to be aware of this every time we come together in worship, and every time you open your Bible to read it at home as an individual or as a family, one of the key ways in which he steals is he steals the word of God. He steals the word of God from people's ears. As they hear it like birds swooping down and snatching away seed that a farmer sows in his field. He is a thief. The devil is a deceiver. A deceiver. He dazzles us uh, and he dazzles gullible people. With his powers, with miracles of healing and words of knowledge as he did of old through the magicians of Egypt and as he does today still through the fortune tellers, the mediums, the spiritists that are becoming increasingly popular in our land and those who listen to him and his deceit and who dabble in the occult they follow his advice and so fulfill his predictions a liar a thief a deceiver but he's more than that he's a murderer a murderer Didn't Jesus say that there in John, in the reading that we had from John's Gospel? A murderer, he destroys people's lives. And all we've got to do tonight is read the newspapers or listen to the media or take a walk down in our town centre late in the evening and we'll see how he is destroying people's lives, people's lives, Through alcohol and drugs and other substance abuse. He stirs people also to vent their anger and their resentment against others by engaging in acts of violence. That's what we've seen happening in our streets. Over the past 40 days, the devil, in his murdersome activity, stirring up hatred and anger and causing people to express that against others. We heard of it tragically also in the recent events in America in that schoolroom a murderer. He's a blasphemer. He craves worship. That's what he wants. He wants people to serve him. He wants people to give to him what is due only to God. He lusts for power and authority that belong to God. And he thrives on honour and glory that are due to God. Blasphemer. And he's a warmonger. A warmonger stirs up wars and opposition to God and to the church throughout the earth. It's interesting that tonight in God's providence, Jonathan brought before us the matter of the persecuted church. That we would pray for them in our prayer meeting. And the devil gets Christians arrested and taken to court in our own land. And fined by the judges. In other places, they're thrown into prison and killed. Who the devil is, he's the most despicable creature to exist in the whole universe. And he's also the most dangerous. The most despicable and the most dangerous creature to exist in the whole universe. But notice what Jesus said in our reading in John chapter 8. He said and this brings it particularly close to all of us to think about tonight. Jesus said he's the father Of those who do not believe. He is the father. Of all who reject Christ. As savior. Jesus had many exchanges. With the religious leaders. Of his day. With his own countrymen the Jews. And this perhaps was one of the most um, poignant and one of the most damning upon them. When Jesus said to them, after they refused to recognize him for who he was as God and has come down from heaven, he said to them, you belong to your father, the devil. And so today, tonight, if any of us reject the Christ for who he is, God, for what he has done on the cross, if we reject that, we're saying we belong to our father, the devil. We're on the devil's side. And he is the father of those who do not believe. Who the devil is. But then let's notice, secondly, the devil, how he is defeated. Or how he is overcome. James, who wrote this verse, Tells us how to defeat, how to gain victory over the devil. He says, resist him. Resist him. It's a command. The word he uses means take your stand against. Take your stand against the devil. We might want to put it like this stand your ground against the devil don't give him an inch but but you're surely asking by this stage how can I do that how will that work given who the devil is and how he operates the fact that he's a liar and a thief and a deceiver and a murderer and a blasphemer a blasphemer and a warmonger the father of all who do not know christ what hope has little i or little you against this most despicable and most dangerous creature and the simple truth is you and i would have no hope against the devil if it rested with you and with me. To use the Northern Ireland phrase, we would be mincemeat to him. We would be like a grasshopper trying to stop a steamroller as it approached. So is James asking us to do something that can't be done? Is that what he's saying? No, because behind this command, Jesus beholds the Christ of God. He beholds the Christ of God. And that's why the first half of our verse is significant. Submit yourselves then to God. And of course, he's writing here to those who are already saved, to those who have believed in the Christ. And he's saying, Submit yourselves continually then to God in Christ. And so his command then is resist. In Christ, or by Christ, the devil, and he will flee from you. Behind this command, James sees not only the person of Christ, but the work of Christ. He sees the Son of God coming down from heaven to earth. At Bethlehem. He sees him growing up and living a perfect life. James sees him at 30 years of age. Beginning his work as the Messiah. And he sees him as the second Adam. Fully human yet without sin. And what was the first thing that Jesus the Christ did after his ordination service at the River Jordan? Because that's what was happening at the River Jordan. It was his ordination to the work of being a priest. And what did Jesus do? He went out into the wilderness. And James in his mind eye sees Jesus in the wilderness and sees Jesus seeking out the devil and sees Jesus doing battle with the devil as the devil tempts Jesus for 40 days trying again and again and again to incite Jesus the man to do what Adam the man did in Eden rebel against god And of course we know and james knows the devil's many attempts failed and in the end he withdrew from jesus and he said i'll try again another time when i might be more successful And though the devil did try again and again, he never was successful. And James then moves in his mind's eye from the wilderness and through the earthly ministry of Jesus and he sees the devil defeated again and again as Jesus did many miracles, healing the sick, driving out demons, raising the dead. And you see he's binding the strong man And he's going to rob the strong man, the devil, of his goods. Men and women and boys and girls that are his children. And ultimately James sees Jesus on the cross. And he sees Jesus in the tomb. And he sees Jesus rising again from the dead. And he sees Jesus overcoming sin and death and hell and the devil. And he hears Jesus crying out, it is finished. And it is for all of that because of the person of Jesus And the life of Jesus that lies behind this command that James can say, Resist the devil, resist him, and he will flee from you. You see, on the basis of Jesus' life and death and resurrection, James can urge his readers then, And urge upon us tonight, resist the devil in Christ and he will flee from you. Don't try to do it in your own strength, because you can't, but do it in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do it in the strength of his life, his death, his resurrection. And the devil will flee from you. Tonight, unconverted man, unconverted woman, unsaved boy, unsaved girl or young person to resist the devil and to see him flee from your life so that he no longer has a stranglehold on it. You must submit yourself to God in Christ. You must come and bow your knee at the cross of Christ Confessing your sin and turning from it and receiving this Christ and resting on him alone. And what did Jesus say in John 8? If the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. Free from the dominion, the tyranny and the destruction. That the devil causes, free from his his lies, able to withstand his deceit, able to resist his murdersome approaches, and able uh, to overcome his blasphemous desires in your life. Fellow Christian. Let me address you as I close. The devil will tempt you to sin. That's as sure as you sit on your seat in this room tonight. But equally sure is this. He has no power over you. He has no authority over you or over me. He is not your master. And you are not his servant. You belong to Christ. And Christ is your master. And the devil cannot make you sin. No, he can't. When you sin, when I sin as Christians, it's because we choose to sin. We let that remaining old nature rule instead of allowing Christ to rule. Or we allow the pressure of the world to shape us instead of allowing Christ to shape us. Or we allow the temptation of the devil to shape us, who has no authority over us, instead of letting Christ shape us. You and I ought continually to resist the devil, knowing we belong to Christ. Knowing that greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world fellow Christian resist the devil in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the strength that he gives and the devil will flee from you because he cannot stand against the one who crushed his head On the cross of Calvary. And blessed be God for the victory that is ours in Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we bless you and we praise you this night. For your Son who came down from heaven our Lord Jesus Christ we thank you for the battle that he did against Satan and we thank you that though he was tempted in every way as we are yet the Christ did not sin and we thank you that the sinless life that he lived he offered for the sin-filled lives of others on the cross. We thank you that as we believe into the Christ and receive him and rest on him alone, though the devil still will seek to bring us down, and though he roams and roars like a lion, we thank you, that we have in the Christ the power, the grace and the strength to resist the devil so that he will flee from us. Forgive us, almighty God, that we do not draw upon the grace of our Saviour more. Forgive us that we give way too quickly and too easily to our old sinful nature. To the pressure of the world, to the temptations, subtle and open temptations of the devil. Help us moment by moment, day by day, to abide in the Christ and in Him to know the victory over the devil. For any here tonight who belong to the devil, because they have not yet been saved. We pray tonight for the work of your Holy Spirit in the hearts and lives of such that they would indeed be set free by Christ, for then they shall be free indeed from their sins. Their sins will be forgiven, and they will be freed from the power and dominion of sin and of the devil and of the world. Lord, work your salvation to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.